ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Relationships Rule. Thank you, as always, for listening and for being uh, supportive of what I do. If you enjoy the podcast, I invite you to my very new Relationships Rule community on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Relationships Rule. And let's continue the conversation. And I know you're going to want to continue the conversation after today's uh, podcast interview. My guest today is Jana Short. Welcome, Jana. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited. My pleasure. Jana lives in sunny Southern California, which doesn't look all that sunny there right now, but definitely probably warm, right? I, I don't know why it doesn't look sunny. It's oh. actually not a cloud in the sky. Oh, and it's well, it's like, just like, yeah. It's, I think it's 90 out today. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. Well, it certainly isn't that here in Vancouver, I'll tell you. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Jana, and then we're going to jump in. I actually met Jana through um, an organization of virtual networking that we both uh, are affiliated with, and we both uh, were speakers on a, a virtual summit last weekend and so we uh, I think it was last weekend anyway we've had a chance to talk a couple of times and and uh, exchange podcast um, podcasts and so uh, what I'm fascinated by and I'm going to tell you a little bit about Jana she is a renowned global influencer in the health and wellness industry she's an NLP RTT practitioner best-selling author public speaker oh my health there is hope podcast host and best holistic life magazine editor now that's a lot of things that jana does but what i was fascinated by and there's more but what i was fascinated by is that jana wants to really make sure that she gets the message of hope out into the world in a huge way changing the world one health expert at a time and this all stems from i think um I think it was about 10 years ago, Jana, correct me if I'm wrong. And Jana had uh, a health issue that changed her life because I understand you were an interior designer before. I was, I loved it, but I didn't really love working with people. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Uh, Yes. Okay. So tell me more. So I loved interior design. I love colors and textures and I love creating and that part is fun, right? But what wasn't fun is people don't see the behind the scenes, especially if you're working with more than one person, like a couple. Yes. You always have different visions and different ideas, and you've got to try to find that sweet spot in between where everybody's happy. But I would get phone calls at literally 3 a.m. in the morning from my clients. I'm looking at the screen, and it's just not quite – if we could just have two shades of blue and maybe a drop of yellow at you're just like, it's three in the morning. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this was really a phone call that I had. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just something here. So, um, but that isn't why you left that industry, right? No. Tell us what happened because I think it's really critical to what you're doing now. That's why I have questions. 
So I had a medical issue come up and it wasn't an illness. So I, I wasn't diagnosed with a chronic illness or anything. I had a little teeny um, hyenal hernia. For anyone who doesn't understand what that is, it's a hernia in your esophagus. And there are, it's very common. Lots of people have mm-hmm. them and they don't have to worry about it. But mine had twisted. And when it twists, it, the blood flow to it doesn't get to it properly. And what happens is it dehisces, meaning it opens up. And so anything you eat, that, that poison or toxin will go out into your body. So it had to be fixed. So I went in to get this fixed for a little in-outpatient surgery, right? And they, I did. It was fine. I went home. Everything was fine. But I noticed over that year that everything I ate was like poison in my system. And I was getting sicker and sicker. And I started looking pregnant. Mm-hmm. And people would come up and say, oh, congratulations on the new baby. And uh-huh. I would be like, thank you. I'm 50, so thank you. <laughs> but I am not pregnant. And it was, I found out later when I had a trip to the emergency room that my stomach was, it was paralyzed. It could not empty anything that was going in it. So the more pain I had in my stomach, the more I thought I was hungry. The more I eat, the more it just kept gathering and expanding. By the way, your stomach will expand. (laughs) It just keeps expanding. And so I had to have my stomach removed, which was the only option I had. And that went completely crazy. What they don't tell you is you'll never eat. You'll have to have um, TPN, which is a, a synthetic thing that they feed you. And it's fed to you through a pick line or a nose and nasal tube, but I was able to do a pick line and it's synthetic. And I, it never occurred to me that my body would say no. And it not just said no, it screamed no to me and oh, told me no. Reject, so my, reject, reject, right? Yes. My organs started shutting down. I was becoming malnourished. So my hair was falling out. My nails were coming out of the bed, my nail beds. So after two months in the hospital and becoming septic and all this craziness going on, um, at the end, they're like, there's nothing more we can do. We can't get nutrients into your body that your body will receive. And so what do you want us to do? Well, I wanted to be home. I didn't, I felt like I walked in there. Okay. And then all of a sudden all this craziness, yeah. right. So I wanted to go home because I felt like I had more control over the situation. And it was just two months in the hospital. If anyone has been in the hospital for two weeks, it's a lot, but two months every day, I was like, today's the day I'm going home. And yeah. yet more days would go by. But I went home and I had a brand new grandbaby. And this is the exciting part. And this is the mindset part. He was seven weeks old. I was there when he was born. So he might've been like 10 weeks then because I was in the hospital two months. And I was holding him and it occurred to me that this might be my last moment with him. Mm. Like, I don't know that I will have another one. And how is he going to remember me? He's not going to know how I smelt or how I felt or how much I loved him, how I smiled. Nothing. There's nothing. He's just too little to have that kind of impression of any type. Right then, I had a mindset shift. And it wasn't even about surviving. It was about creating a, a memory with him. And I went on a journey to create memories. And what happened is I got online and I typed in desperate for health answers. <laughs> I was desperate. If, if Janice were to come to me and say, look, I got chicken poop. And I'm telling you, if you buy my chicken poop and you rub it on your face, you're going to be all cured. I would have bought it. I would have rubbed it on my face and waited for that cure to come because I was so ready to receive anything to make these memories. Well, fortunately, I did find some help online, but here's the thing. I also found those chicken poop sellers. (laughs) Of course you did. And it was scary. And you know what? 
buyer beware, right? It's all on us. But when you're scared and you're sick and you're desperate, you will opt into anything. And that's sad because what they took from me wasn't my money because I'm blessed to have that. It was the time that I was not blessed with and they were wasting my time. And when I decided to move into that health and wellness field and work as a mindset coach, I had people coming to me and I saw that they didn't trust me because they had already run into those people who are wasting their time, pushing products, pushing, you know, whatever it is that they had, my, my three month program, I, and not even really getting to connect with those clients and seeing if they could build that relationship first and if they were a fit for each other and if they could serve them. And I went on a mission (laughs) to get out there and serve those people who aren't strong enough to do it for themselves and let them know there's hope. And that's how all this happened. Interesting, interesting story. And so a couple of things, when I went and looked on your website and I saw your your before and after picture of, you know, you and your husband, I mean, you don't even look the same person, number one. So you were struggling at that point, I think, in the, in the first one. And now, of course, you are full of life and vigor and, and um, vibrant and amazing. And um, what was I going to say? So there's so many questions. So the first thing that I heard just now that really resonated with me when we talked the first time was the fact that, yes, it's about getting to know people and seeing if there's a connection because I'm all about relationships. And so if you don't connect with somebody, if they don't think the same way you do, it's really difficult to get beyond that. Right. It is. Yeah. So, um, the other piece when you're dealing with people, and again, let's be real here. I think that the, um, there were a lot of people online that were probably trying to sell you um, potions and lotions from uh, network marketing companies. And you've been very successful in a network marketing company, which I think helped you to help cure you or get you back on the road. Right? So was it originally the person that you trusted through conversation that got you in this company on the right path? Or was it despite that person that you then thought this was going to be your answer? Does that make sense? Yes. Here's the thing with that. Um, I was in the mindset to receive any kind of healing. The chicken poop might've worked for me. I don't know because I did not want to leave this world until I made those memories. Exactly. And so mindset was huge, but that same grandson, I took this trip to make more memories, right? To make this memory. And I went to see some family and he had colic really bad, like bad. Mm -hmm. And he was constantly screaming. I don't think he ever had a peaceful moment. And someone came to me and said, can I put an essential oil on his belly? And I was like, well, what is it? And um, of course you're more protective over your kids and grandkids, right? Me, I'd be like, yeah, rub it on. Yeah. And they're like, it's just lavender oil. And they put it on his belly. And within 10 minutes, and an infant can't fake this. His arms relax. His legs like laid back. And you could just see that he was comfortable again. And it was an awing to me. And I was like, what was that? Like, what, what was in that? And I wanted to know, like, could that work for me? I, I don't have colic. <laughs> Maybe it could work for me. So that's when I started, you know, really getting into understanding it. So I don't want to poo-poo on on um, MLMs, because by the way, I think they're phenomenal. I think they're incredible. You just have to find the right fit and you have to represent that MLM in a very authentic, 
way where that client is number one and not the product. Mm -hmm. So I think MLMs are a beautiful place to be and a, a great place mm -hmm. if you're an entrepreneur to build your business. So are, are people in that industry um, a good portion of the people you work with today? Um, yes and no. I do work with a lot of the leaders, but I work with people, when they work with me, by the way, I will not let them talk about a product. If they're huge in a specific product and they come to me and it's product, 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 I don't want to talk to them mm -hmm. because I want them to learn that that product is an incredible tool in your tool bag. Yeah. But what you need to do first is connect with that client, get to know who they are, get to understand a little bit more about their needs and even know that that product is a tool that they might need. So if you can get past that, I'm telling you what, your business not only will explode, but you're going to create long-term relationships with mm -hmm. these clients and you're really going to be able to serve them and help them. So <laughs> No, it, it really wasn't. I, I was, I would have tried anything, but when I saw it work for him, I had that aha moment for me. Right. So, um, one of my mentors, uh, in the company I'm affiliated with my network marketing part of my business, um, has always made this statement. I've heard it year after year after year. And I find that, um, it's another, in a, in a way, it's another way of talking about mindset shift. And I don't know, I mean, it can't just happen like that, I suppose. And some people, maybe it can, I don't know. And maybe that's something I'd love you to, to speak on. But what he always says is the stories in your mind become the stories of your life. Can you speak to that in yeah. relation to the work that you do? 100%. Anything in your mind is a blueprint, right, to where you're wanting to go. So when I was younger, I thought vision boards were ridiculous. And I remember my oldest daughter, I'd go in her house, and there was this big vision board, and she lived in an apartment. She was in college, and um, she wasn't married yet. And there was this vision board of this house with furniture and rooms, like, what are you doing? Just work hard and go get your home. It, it blew me away that she put those things out into the universe and she, her brain was constantly picking that up. Every time she'd walk by it, it mm -hmm. would pick up in her brain and she created this blueprint to her dream home and she's in it. Oh, so nice. it, it just amazes me that people don't understand that our brains are absorbing everything around it, everything. If it's on my mirrors, if you go into any of my bathrooms, you'll see it says you are enough because I want to know that I bring, God gave me everything I need to succeed. I am enough. And if I just tap into those incredible tools every day, I can accomplish anything. And so there's messages all over my house that my brain is quietly observing and quietly putting into that blueprint effect. So it can happen like that, but usually it takes a little more work because our brains are pretty stubborn. <laughs> And once we've embed that habit in them, it sometimes takes a while to change it over. But I start visually, I start verbally, I surround myself with where I want to be. And he's absolutely right in what he's talking about or she's talking about in where you're moving. It is so powerful what your mind and that blueprint, those stories that you're telling yourself are exactly what you're going to be stuck in. So where do you want to be stuck? <laughs> right, exactly. I, I know it's, it's kind of amazing. So, um, so you work, I know you work, in, you have different parts to your business, and I, I know you talk about working with um, 20 um, amazing people each quarter, and they come into a program that you run, which is a coaching program, right? It is. Okay, what's it called? Um, health Influencers Mastermind. Right. So usually it's people in the health and wellness field, correct? They're 
almost always in the health and wellness field because that is my, my forte. And it's for people who are amazing at what they're doing. They're incredible at what they're doing. They're experts in their field. But as you know, that anytime you go on social media to build your business, your online business, it's saturated. Yeah. And what makes you stand out? What makes you different? I'm going to swing back around to you talking about my before and after picture. I didn't like telling my story because I wanted to help somebody else. And if I'm so busy sharing my story, how am I hearing their story, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I had to go on stage and talk in front of 35,000 people and I was terrified and it was about telling my story, which was worse. And I remember I was sweating. I kept going, <laughs> um, um, <laughs> through the whole thing. Yes, but when I got off the stage, well, first of all, as I'm talking, I noticed people putting, because I was zooming in on people. By the way, when you're on stage, try not to. <laughs> but I'm zooming in on people, and they're folding their arms. I see them leaning back. And I'm like, I'm obviously putting up that wall. They didn't see my journey. And the minute I opened up into my journey, that picture of my before and after pops up behind me on stage. And I hear this gasp go out. <laughs> and people all of a sudden leaning in and engaging because they saw me at the healthy side. They saw me thinking, she doesn't know what, like, what I'm going through. She couldn't possibly understand that. And then that picture pops up, and all of a sudden, I've engaged them into my journey because they're like, wait, she was sick. How did she do that? Like, she was really sick. <laughs> so I love that, that your story and, and the way you tell it is really going to engage with those right clients, and it's going to, like, Put those little strings, those heart strings between you that start pulling them into that beautiful tribe that you're creating to give them that sort of support and help that they need. I also think it's fascinating that, that, you, um, that people aren't allowed to talk about product, which of course means they have to bring out what's best in them. And that's what you're doing with them, right? Helping them do that when they tell their story and when they... Um, so you, in your course, I know you talk about podcasting and blogs and, and uh, interviewing. And, and so there's a lot of different things that allow people to open themselves up, right? Right. I would imagine that if you have 20 people in that class, there's a lot of um, bonding that would take place and a lot of support that would take place to allow these people to rise up. That's the best part of the whole thing. I'm 100% believe in collaborating, helping everyone. If someone got in my course and said, I want to do what you're doing, I would be that first person that would tell them every single trick because I think there needs to be more of me out there doing that. And I want them to go out and do it. So I'm not one of those people like, oh, she's going to steal my clients. I only take 20 clients. I fill up very quickly. And so there's none of that competition, but they all get so connected kind of like the networking programs we belong to. Yes. They get so connected that the next thing you know, they're sharing each other's product. They're sharing each other's story. They're like taking their posts and sharing them throughout their social media. And it really, we have what we call Viral Monday, where someone posts and we all tag people in it and start posting it and they literally go viral. And the first time I did it, I did it with all 20 experts. It was crazy. Now they've said, can we just do one at a time? Because <laughs> it was so much. So now we know to only do one expert at a time, but it really is empowering for them to get their story out. And they can talk about product. They just can't mention product. You need, if you're connecting with a client, you need to do problem solution, right? Someone comes to you and they're talking about, I have so much pain in my, you know, my, my joints and I can hardly get up in the morning and I'm slowing down. You're hearing pain, pain, pain. 
But what if you had something that offered them hope, hope, hope on the other side? And so you should be in, listening to what they're saying and getting really in tune and then, then offering the education on that you might have that'll offer them some mm -hmm. hope. So I really don't, let them talk product per se, but I absolutely am 100% about educating and leading them to those solutions for pain or whatever their pain point is. So, um, so for you then, it's really all about um, teaching these people not how to be better health practitioners, but how to be or health product salespeople or whatever their their term is that they see themselves as but it's helping them become better leaders in their field better leaders better connectors better servers for their clients mm -hmm. um, i call it dating your client and i think it's really important that we do <coughs> our clients for all of you that are putting up those beautiful special offers that your company has or even if you're not affiliated with a company and it's just your services and you're like, I have a 30 day program and I'm, it's $2,000 and you're going to get this and this and this. I promise you the only people probably signing up for that are people who already know you have a connection with you. I'm not going to spend two or $3,000 on something that I've never <laughs> met the person. I don't know who they are or what kind of service I'm going to get. So get out there, get to know your clients, do live videos, meet them on the phone calls, send them out messages saying, Hey, thank you so much for contacting me. I'm all about that personal touch. And I'm telling you, they remember. Yeah. You don't have to sell me on that. I know now. I understand. Um, so I understand that you were recently recognized and featured in an influential women of the world global influencers magazine for Las Vegas entrepreneurs and top in the top 25 entrepreneurs for 2020 issue. That's kind of exciting. And the cover of December's best holistic life magazine. So for you to be in any of those um, uh, publications, People have to know you and know who you are. So you obviously are getting out there and get and are known in these circles, right? I, I congratulations on that. Um, what would you say to somebody wanting to also be in that position, whether it's holistic life, whether it's um, uh, health and wellness, but it's being an influential woman, it's being a top entrepreneur. How would somebody? strive and get to that place well i would tell them to connect with me first of all because <laughs> i, <laughs> I create global influencers here's the thing it's not for everybody and it's not easy so for those of you who are like i just need fifty thousand followers you're probably not my client because if you have a thousand followers or two thousand followers you have two thousand clients right now that you should be really serving and if you're not converting those we need to figure out why first before we start bringing the masses to you. But I would say, say yes, say yes a lot. Say yes to podcasts, especially if they're in your field of expertise in your target market. Mm -hmm. And when you go out there and speak, know who you're speaking to. So when I go on, when I'm on stage for 30,000 people and I'm speaking, I know that I'm only speaking to my avatar. Even though there's 35,000 people in there, some of them are going to walk out and say, oh my gosh, I fell asleep through that. It was so boring. And some are going to walk out and say, oh, it was okay. 
but my target market, my avatar is going to walk out on cloud nine and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I felt like she was talking directly to me. How does she know that? Because that's all I'm talking to is my target market. And so when you're speaking on podcasts, when you're doing um, your post, when you're blogging, only be speaking to that target market, be feeding them. And one of the things we talk about all the time in my group is if you are, if you have a company for vegans, right? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be serving them steak? And if they're like, wait, we're vegans, we don't eat meat. Well, how about I scramble you some eggs? No, we're vegans. We don't eat eggs. Well, I'll do pork. No, find out what your, what your tribe is hungry for and be sure you're serving that to them. And they're going to be more interested and they're going to really be more connected with you. So just know who your avatar is and really feed them what they're hungry for. Don't worry about the rest. Do you think you can have more than one avatar? I definitely have more than one avatar. So for people in MLMs, which I work with a lot, um, they have their avatar, the people they're serving and want to help, right? Mm -hmm. And that's completely different than the avatar for the couple of business builders they're looking to build their business. So if I start bringing in every avatar and I start talking about the business opportunities and all they're trying to do is get healthy or lose a few pounds or, you know, give something more nutritious to their families, you're going to turn them off and you're going to have what we call commission breath or sales breath where they just start backing up. They stop taking your calls, right? But when you hear that, that, key phrase coming out a couple of times and your avatar shifted, you want to make sure you're feeding them that. So if they're like talking about how do I get money at this, but wait a minute, I'm going to bring my mom in. Will I be able to make something? I really want to use this product, but I can't afford it. You're listening for these key things for that different avatar. I know my avatar so well, Janice, that literally they have faces, they have names. If I walked into a crowd and I heard people talking, I would hear that phrase and honestly, my ears go up, <laughs> I get goosebumps and I'm like, oof, that, that girl's waiting for me. I know it. Like I got to go over there and meet her. And so I can hear that in my avatars like right away. So as soon as you get that personal relationship, I'll be really honest, that person's going to look a lot like you. Like, what are you doing? You're building a business. What are you doing? You're in this health and wellness. They're going to look a lot like you and they're going to be like a sisterhood of who you are, who you're connecting with. So definitely like zone in on that avatar and you do have multiple. I think I have four. No, I know I have four and they're very specific and they're different people. And I try not to cross over when I'm talking. I, I'm mm -hmm. just speaking to this avatar and the rest can wait. So I, I think that that has been really key in me standing up as an influencer because mm -hmm. I'm feeding them what they're hungry for. Right. And you're very obviously very conscious and of uh, who they are. And that, that's like, be clear, just be clear on, on, you know, who your audience is. Now, what about, um, so social media is big. Social media is part of what you do. And so, uh, you know, different flavors for different people again. So do you teach uh, gen uh, generally so that people can see where they best fit, which um, platforms work best for them? Or do you specifically zone in? I do. So one of the things we do for two weeks is work on our social media. Who are we talking to? Who's our avatar? And are they even on that platform? Ah, okay. I kind of believe in omnipresence. So I believe you should be present everywhere, but that doesn't mean you should be building everywhere. Right? Mm -hmm. So my, I have a huge following on um, Instagram. I think I have 40 some odd thousand people. That's not my avatar. Really. I just go there to keep feeding people. 
my avatar is on LinkedIn. I'm looking for business coaches. I'm looking for experts. I'm looking for people who are phenomenal and just are not getting that exposure they need. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I'm engaging with them, I need to be doing that on LinkedIn because that's where I'm meeting other people that are in my kind of caliber who are doing yep. the same sort of thing. So I wouldn't waste a whole lot of energy, although I would have a presence there. Mm -hmm. And and I don't have nearly as many followers on LinkedIn. As a matter of fact, I only discovered it a year ago. Yeah, there's work to do. Yeah. Exactly. But that's I know that that is already paid off itself off in spades on the connections I have made. Those are my people. That is my avatar. Okay, that's awesome because I know that um it's important to really understand the differences, you know, with the social media um, platforms so that people can, first of all, know where their avatar, where their audience hangs out, because that's why you should be there, number one. Yes, you could, I, I don't mind that omnipresence either, except that you have to put your focus where your audience is. What I love about you, Jana, is your confidence, is that you, totally know who you are and you see yourself as that leader and that's why people are drawn to you because they want to be like you i want to be like mikey right yeah exactly so uh, i i love that and i've you know i i i feel it too i want to hang out with you because i want that that sense of uh worth that i know i i have sometimes it doesn't come across so right? It's just being able to, to know what you bring to the table, what value you bring to the table and how you can then help other people um, blossom and bring theirs out, right? Because we all have it, right? We all have our, our um, what, what, what term would you say? Blocks. Our, blocks. our limiting beliefs are blocks. Yeah, no, I was thinking like we all can bloom and blossom to be... Absolutely you know, we all have that, um, that sort of essence that we, we don't, ha we haven't found it yet. We know it's there, but it's not brought out because we don't totally believe. I think a lot of it is because you've been marketing the wrong way online and you hear a lot of no's, a lot of no's, right? And after a while, it, you just feel that weight, those no's start weighing you down, weighing you down. But when you start getting a couple of yeses, you're like a whole new person. Like, I got this, right? That's true. That's true. So I think that we get you out there. First of all, I love no's. I love no's because I just posted something on Instagram today and it's one of my favorites. It's because Thomas Edison said he did I saw not. It. I saw it. I that love one. that quote, right? Right. So I keep telling people, you, they didn't say no. You just are taking something new with you. And when you get this down, you are going to open the doors of magic to you. And they probably weren't your right client anyways, which is good. Yeah. So I go out and get those no's. Don't let them weigh you down. Let them lift you up and put you in that right, that right space to connect with those right clients. Right, right. It's, so there's two things that I always talk to people about, and I, I'm sure that you probably agree, that one is your belief in whatever it is, in yourself, in your products, in your company, your belief has to, in your model that, that of the business, you have to believe 110%. Otherwise, it shows through. The other thing is those no's that you talked about, you, um, you have to not be attached to the outcome because you know that they were probably not your right person. And so you want to keep going to find that right person, right? So those to me are really are two really important things. Okay, I'm going to shift gears just before we, we finish up here. And I'm going to ask you, you mentioned the quote about, um, from Thomas Edison. Um, are you, do you read or do you listen to podcasts? Which is your favorite 
Um, or are you a video watcher? Which, which, what do you do? I don't hardly ever watch videos. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I do listen to podcasts a lot, but I am a reader. I'm old school and I still have to have, like, if I'm just going to lift up here, I know they can't see it, but I have a list of books here. This is my weekend reading, right? Ah, okay. So I'm a huge reader. I have to have that book in my hand because I am a firm believer that as long as I'm alive and there's breath in me, I'm going to be feeding my mind, my soul, everything about me. And I learn it in books. There are times when I'm on vacation that I read what I call brain dead books. Like yeah, there yeah. is no value whatsoever, but I'm on vacation. I call and, that junk food reading. Yes. Yeah. And I do it whenever I'm on vacation. That's all I take. Yeah. Yeah. But when I'm in, in home and working, I am feeding my brain, my, my soul, my mind, everything I can to keep it positive, keep it moving forward and learning more. So who has been your biggest influence um, recently? Oh, well, I'm going to talk about someone you know. Oh. So. <laughs> Cody Bateman is my favorite right now. Like I love this man because I feel like we have ran parallel lives and he's speaking my, my word. Like if, when you're talking about an avatar ooh, 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 going off, <laughs> he is my people. And it's when you start reading something, you feel this comfort and you feel like I am doing it right. Like it, it's right what I'm doing. I'm on the right path. Yeah. And when you keep getting more into it, it just becomes... I don't know. It's fascinating, but I love that. I loved his books and I'm finishing up um, the promptings book because I read the beginning of it. And I was like, this is like my story with a twist. <laughs> so I loved again, it. It's been a while, but he's the, he's the person that's always in my head saying the stories of your life, the stories in your mind become the stories of your life. And it's just one of those things. He, and so we're, when people realize that it's the power of relationships, I, not everybody gets that, right? Not everybody is, but it's, I feel like as with Cody, it's about um, really working that mission and making sure people understand that that's the way of the world that brings you, the, that can bring you the most joy and the most success and the most happiness. Okay, I got sidetracked. I wanted to ask you one other thing. And so um, you mentioned Cody's book. And um, uh, what one of my favorite words in the world, and then we'll wrap this up, is curiosity. And you mentioned that you love to learn. So what comes to mind when I say the word curiosity? Mindset. Okay. It's just that simple. Every time I think I've got my mind all figured out, and how to trigger it in the right direction and create that beautiful blueprint, something more fascinating comes out. So the more I expand on it, the further out it goes. <laughs> okay, so that's because of curiosity that it makes you do that. So I want to share one thing with you that so that that word came to me from a book, actually. Um, have you ever read the book, um, A Curious Mind? I don't think I have. It's by um, uh, Brian Grazer. Do you know who Brian Grazer is? Brian Grazer is partners with Ron Howard in Imagine Entertainment, A Beautiful Mind, Splash, Friday Night Lights, all of these amazing productions, TV and movies over the years that they have done. Um, he is a film producer and a writer. And ever since he was a kid, he's been curious and he would interview people. And this book, A Curious Mind, is about his interviews that he did over the years when he was in his teens and in his 20s and it started with his grandma 
teaching him about being curious. And it's really cool. So that's what uh, easy read, but a really interesting read because to me, it's the epitome of, of um, curiosity and what it can do for you. So yeah, very cool. Totally reading that book. Yeah, you have to read that book. Okay, so um, where can my listeners find you? Um, they can go to janashort.com. Mm-hmm. And I'll put it in the show notes, by the way. Yeah. Are any of my social media is usually on Best Holistic Life. I also have a website, Best Holistic Life, that has tons of incredible blogging. Um, a lot of experts go there and blog because if you're not blogging, you should be. It's evergreen. And five years from now, if I want to know how to get wrinkles off my face and I Google it, your blog might pop up, right? Yeah. So definitely you should be blogging and educating the world. All right. Well, this has been a delight, Jana. Thank you so much. And I would like to encourage my listeners to make sure they visit janashort.com and find out more about Jana and her programs and what she has to offer. Also, um, please, when you've listened to this um, podcast interview, do leave us a review and subscribe so you don't so you don't miss any future episodes and for um for our listeners to make sure that you um don't miss any any recordings that you uh subscribe and we'd love to hear from you and just to end i would say stay connected and be remembered thank you so much for listening to the podcast today If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.